Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Mongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of May 27th. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Konnichiwa, minasan. Hey, you're back. I'm back. Tadaima. Yes, yes, yes. It's been a long... How have you been, and uh, what you been listening to as of late? Well, I mean, three weeks worth of music, right? (laughs) So, my trip music, because there is now audio jack in it, it's an older car, but it had a six-disc CD changer, so you know, by golly, I came prepared. (laughs) So... And the car all the way up and back to the lovely Windy City, we listened to a Witch's Queendom album, which is solid. I mean, lyric-wise, beat-wise, everything about it is very well put together. I do highly recommend checking it out. Also was listening to Nissy's best album is because I bought that really, really fancy, beautiful edition that's like... I think it's over $200. I got a good deal on it on Amazon Japan now. And I and he has a new album coming out, Hocus Pocus 3. And actually, by the time this comes out, the album's already out. And so I wanted to re-listen to him. And I absolutely love Nissy. I mean, Doshoka, Playing With Fire. I mean, there's so many tracks on his best album that are just phenomenal. And just him in general. I love his voice, love his music. And then I was also listening to Cream's Dreaming album. My sister picked that one. And I I had to put that in there. I had Cream's No Filter and Dream on there. Also, we're listening to Kodokumi's first best album, Best First Thing. So that was a great flashback to the past. And, I mean, I still love all her music. So it makes me happy to just go back and re-listen to it. Also, we had on our list is Crystal K's first best or first and probably only best album, which is Best to See K, three disc set. So going back, listening a lot of her tracks. I mean, I still absolutely love all her music from her whole career. And it's just amazing to see that switch from early on, such as like Chewing Bubblegum, all the way up until I think the last ones in that album were like Kitakuni. And, you know, around that career time. And it's just it's just so nice listening to that variety of artists when you got a best album on. And it's like a trip down memory lane for their career. Also listen to Kodakumi's Walk of My Life album, which is still is actually probably one of my favorite albums going back and starting to re-listen to all her stuff again. It is a very, very solid album and has some of my favorite tracks on it, like Dance in the Rain. Walk of My Life, uh, Mercedes, Hotel. I mean, it is just a amazing album. Um, I also listened to Millet's Visions album, which is phenomenal, by the way. If you haven't listened to it, it came out in January. I highly recommend it. And my sister also picked up Demon Dice's album when we were there. And we listened to that in the way back, which... She is a phenomenal rapper. In the U.S., she goes as Demon Dice. In Japan, she goes as Callan. 
and listened to the Demon Die side of it, I mean, I, I hadn't had much previous exposure. And I became a fan, actually, after I heard her Demon Dice album and watched her live. We'll get into that later. And just hearing the lyrics to her rap and how meaningful they are. And I think she made an impact on me. So I'm regretting not picking that album because it sold out before I could buy it. Made me really sad. You know who Demon Dice is, right? I do now. Like, no, specifically, so she is a huge VTuber. Yes, I know she's a VTuber. Do you know what v- company she's in? Well, she is known as Callie Mori in Hololive. That's what, yeah, in Japan she was known as Callie, and that's what my sister said. So I knew um, about the Hololive aspect. Yeah, and have you heard her... S- do the rap for Godzilla? Yes. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh my god, it is. No, seriously, it is. And like, I wasn't super familiar with her before I went. I just knew about the Hollow Live aspect, the the Cali, and then I knew about I I heard the name Demon Dice before. So, but I just wasn't super familiar with her music or her rap. And then when I actually saw her, I was like oh my god, wow. I was pretty much blown away. And I'm glad my sister bought her album because we listened to that in the car on the way home. And I was just like, holy crap, she's really freaking good. Yeah, so she's a huge... I mean, she was a huge VTuber even beforehand. But when Hololive was starting their their English version of Hololive, they, they really struck it out with her. Uh, this is this is literally just uh, insider knowledge because you know she's not supposed to be advertising that she's Callie when she's under Demon Dice. Yeah, and she didn't. Um, yeah, uh, but... she can't. She can't. She physically can't because yeah. Hollow Live would probably um, it goes against her terms of service. But it's just really funny because she also showed up in Koikon as well. And I was just looking at all the people that were dressing up as Hololive Ian people. And see, I, I, I missed the episode that you weren't here when I was went to Koikon. So it wasn't, there wasn't a really good chance to talk about this. So the, the same booker that was in Koikon was also in the event that you will be go- be talking about very shortly. So both acts that we went to go see, along with your special act, um, two of those acts were the same. And it was very interesting to see, well, Demon Dice on here. And the fact that technically she's still working under Hello Live for a bit because she is still putting out videos oh yeah yeah that was that was like a nice little treat um and i taking a trip down memory lane i was listening to a lot of amado namie like both best albums not finally but like her her love enhanced single collection because i wanted to say the word and uh, best fiction so i took a trip down namie namie memory lane these past couple weeks, because I, I don't know why I've been on this big Namie kick and have been watching all her tours from start to finish that I own. I'm only missing, like, two. Um, so that's been, like, it was nice listening to her, and especially because I haven't listened to her Love Enhanced Single Collection in ages, 
And there are a lot of songs I've been getting into her older tracks again, you know, such as A Walk in the Park, Chase the Chance, Body Feels Exit. And I just forgot how much I, I love all aspects of her career and everything she's done with it. So it was a good chance to get my sister exposure because she hasn't listened to a lot of those older songs like I have. Um, recently, when I got back, I was very excited to say when I could go back to Apple. I want to highlight this is uh, Simba released a new album called Good Love, Bad Love. And it's really, really good. Well, reason I got so excited when I clicked on it is one of my favorite songs featuring Cream is on there, semi Doo. And I love that song. And I kept watching the music video over and over just to listen to the song because it wasn't released anywhere digitally. Well, it's finally out there digitally. So I've had that on repeat since I discovered his new album on Wednesday. I was super, super stoked. Like, I was just like, started screaming about it. Luckily, I was at home working, working from home in my office. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's on Apple finally. So I was very, very pleased about that one. And it is a very good album. Not just Semi Dabadu, but Chimichu, Bonita, um, Girlfriend. I mean, like the album as a whole, I do highly recommend it, especially if you like more of the male vocalist, especially heavy R&B influenced. Um, solid album. Glad to see he's doing something new. Also, because of the event I went to, I didn't bring the CD with me, but as soon as I got back, you know, as darn, darn good while well I was listening to it, is Happiness's Happy Time album. So their first album, I just started listening to that and started to listen. And I also listened to their new single, Everything, that dropped in February, which is phenomenal. And I love them and listen to their Girls in Effect album. So yeah, I went on a giant um, LDH kick, you know, with Happiness and Dream and E-Girls and Flower lately. But, I mean, I'm just going to conclude I listened to way more in the past three weeks, but let's just leave it as that for right now. Ken, what have you listened to? So, there's just a couple things I've been listening to. So, I've been listening to Millet's latest single, Walking in My Lane, which is actually really good. I'm surprised you didn't mention that. Um, I bought it. You bought it? Uh, I'm Yellen's latest EP as well, My First Love is Crying, which is fantastic. Go ahead. I need to listen to that I'm on one, but I bought Walking in My Lane, but it's waiting for that new Boa album to release before I get it shipped. I see, I see. Uh, Foy's new album, Her, also dropped fully, so I've been listening to that a lot more. Uh, her song, Boyfriend, featuring Maishima Soshi, is absolutely fantastic, along with Nobody Else, featuring Viva Ola. So... You know, Foy is an artist that I've absolutely been keeping my eye on. And I know that I've introduced my uh, her stuff to you as well, Luna. So Yes, you have. And I really like Foy. I want to... I actually... I was listening to her recently, too, because she's on my Recently Played. Yes. And then Harumi also released Zone, which is a brand new single by her. And, you know, this is... Very, very interesting because she took on a much more power vocal side with this song. Again, you could really just tell that her vocals were put to the test with this release, which I absolutely love. I also been listening to Tomita's Lab song Favor, which also features Isono Kun and 
of the Yone Yone Weekenders. So it's pretty nice. It really hits that summer feel. So then I was also listening to Here I Die's album, I believe. It's Hope Slash Wish. And I was listening to Hope, obviously. So, But yeah, just a lot of different things here and there. But, you know, enough about me. You know, it's been a while since I've seen, uh, listened, heard you, and got to talk to you. However, you were gone for a specific reason last week. Why don't you kind of talk about why you were gone for a bit? So, I was gone due to, I took a little drive to Chicago, specifically Rosemont, Illinois, to just a little convention called Anime Central. And those of you who don't know, Anime Central is, I want to say, the third biggest or around. It's in the top five biggest anime conventions in the country. It used to be the third biggest. I I don't know if that still holds true. But they get about 30,000 plus people each year. And I, I always try to go due to they bring some of the best guests, musical guests, voice actors, the cosplays like everything about it i love it i love going i've been going since mm, i want to say like 2008 2010 maybe 2010 yeah so i've been going to anime central for a long time and that is why i was not on is i drove up thursday night and I, the guest I knew who were going to be there when I dr- drove up was one was Demon Dice. That was the big selling point as, I mean, she's one of the biggest VTubers right now. And I guarantee that's why everyone else was there because all her VIP stuff went super fast. Um, and I mean, that's really the main reason. And my tickets rolled out from last year. I mean, two years ago. So I was going no matter what. But the thing that surprised me is I, I kind of didn't know what to expect be, due to the pandemic, the ongoing pandemic, they were not able to secure a lot of international guests. There were no international voice actors, actresses this year at all. Um, there was actually very few ones from here, which I got to meet several. They were super sweet. Caitlin Glass and Sandy Fox were absolutely like the nicest ladies ever. Uh, My sister also got to meet several as well. And we really went for Demon Dice and Demon Dice's concert, which was on Friday night. And I can tell you, I went in there not really listening. I knew who Demon Dice was. I I knew who um, Callie was, you know, from Hollow Live. But I never really listened to their music, to be honest. I I just kind of never went there and I knew Ken you were a fan of them as well um but my sister was a huge fan of Demon Dice and Callie because she follows Hollow Live she follows the VTubers so she was super excited I can tell you it was packed we got in line early to get in that concert we got there over an hour beforehand usually ASEN their rule is you're not allowed to line up an hour beforehand blah 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 well people lined up it was wrapped around the freaking hotel and even getting there about an hour ahead of time oh my lord the line was long um we were lucky we got in i know there were tons of people who did not get in because as we were getting in line people were shocked how long the line was already 
I'm honestly not surprised as I know how alive and VTubers has been a huge thing lately, a big hit in the US. I know Demon Dice is one of them, you know, amongst that's the most popular. And she gave an amazing performance. There was no video recording allowed whatsoever. That was the one rule they did state, you know, and I think it was more to do to her label stating that, hey, you know, you can't do that. But I mean, nonetheless, you're talking about an amazing set list and DJ Teddy Lloyd was her DJ. So that made me very happy because I love Teddy Lloyd. I absolutely love him. And seeing them perform live together was amazing. And I became an immediate fan of Demon Dice after watching her perform live, her rap, the lyrics. She got the crowd into it, the interactions. I mean, it was just absolutely phenomenal. So that was just a big highlight from the convention. And I know my sister was the most excited about it. And I think she might try to write something about it. Um, I could never explain, you know, put into words well enough to, you know, explain how how great it was to see Demon Dice live. But to my surprise, there was an opening act for Demon Dice. And this was very shocking because as soon as this was not in the booklets, this was not in our guidebooks or anything about this group performing. So it is a brand new group and they're called SG5, which is Sailor Guardians 5. So they are a Sailor Moon based group. And the moment I actually saw them perform, like, oh, you know, I saw their outfits, the colors, and we were a little farther away. So I didn't get, I wish I was closer. But. I was like, and then they started playing, they played, the first one was uh, Moonlight Donetsu, which is the Sailor Moon theme. And kind of hearing their vocals and watching, like, why do some of the girls look really familiar? And they did an introduction all themselves. It was neat because they went down the line, say which member Sailor Moon they represented. You know, you had Miyu, Rudi, Rui, Sachan, Sayaka, um, and Kaede. And once they got to Sachan and Kaede, I'm just like, these names sound super familiar. And then when they did do their performance, I was just like, why do they sound familiar? This is very LDH. Looking at their dance moves, their vocals, I got flashbacks to like E-Girls and Dream and, you know, Happiness and Flower and all that. I'm like, why do they really sound familiar? Then it dawned on me because we weren't allowed to have our phones out. I'm like... They, I, I think I know who some of these girls are. Well, I looked it up later. Four members are from Happiness. So I was right on the money. Like, literally right on the money because LDH has a very unique style, in my opinion, with how they do their dance and vocal units. And seeing, like, SG5 perform gave me this vibe of, like, hmm, why do I get this? I know these girls vibe, but I don't. And, I mean, their performance was absolutely amazing. They did a total of five songs, and one being Moonlight Denetsu and the Nand original songs. And I, I absolutely love them because, yes, you got your LDH vibe in there, but they're also bringing Sailor Moon into it. But they're still making it not anime-like. It's like it is, but it isn't because they're incorporating how LDH music is. It's very modern, dancey. 
And I feel like with today's generation, that's what it's gearing toward. And I loved that. I, I'm trying not to use the word westernized, but to that feel, yes, it's, you know, gives off that like Sailor Moon meets Exile vibe, Sailor Moon meets E-Girls vibe. And I love that because I do enjoy anime music. However, sometimes it's too poppy and cutesy. With SG-5, it had that perfect blend and yes, they had some cutesy aspects to it, but their dances and choreography were so good. Their vocals were so good. And I like the vibe they brought to it and the unique spin they put on this new group. So this was their debut, like their official debut. And I almost want to call it a pre-debut because SG-5 hasn't even debuted in Japan yet. You can't find anything about them online. Anime Central was their official live debut. So we got to see them before anyone else did. And I think that's what got me so excited about it. And seeing them perform live got me reinvigorated and excited for a new group that I can follow and look out for. So that was that was the highlight to being on the convention for me was seeing SG5 live. And seeing their debut and seeing an artist I can grow with that I absolutely loved. And the icing on the cake for this is this originally was not in the guidebook at all. But they ended up doing a Q&A panel on Sunday. So I was just scrolling through events Saturday night trying to mark off what I wanted to do the next day. And then I'm like, my sister's like, hey, I think they have a panel. And I look, I'm like, oh, they do. Oh, we're totally doing this. So the Q&A panel was awesome. I mean, I didn't even know what to expect. I One, I thought it would be really crowded. So I lined up early because I wanted front row seating, which I did get. And it was neat because we got to ask, people got to ask questions to the girls. Then at the end, they did a handshake, kind of like they do in Japan. You know, like a meet and greet, they do the handshakes. And we all were able to get photos with them and talk to them. And I liked it because it was very personal and you got to learn about each girl and the things they liked and what they're fans of and like what they're they're most excited about Chicago. Someone asked them, did you do research before coming to Chicago? What did you want to do? And all their reactions is we wanted to eat deep dish pizza. So I love that. And then they also mentioned Shed's Aquarium. And I'm not a native Chicagoan, but I've been there several times. And, you know, and hearing them say those, you know, it was excited. They were very excited. They did get to do Shed's Aquarium. And I got to pet a baby shark. So it was neat, you know, hearing each of the girls talk and listening to them. Also, their inspiration. So I'm a very, uh, how do you say it, animated person. When I get excited, you know I get excited. Like, you can see it in my eyes and I start clapping. I get Let's just say I become too recognizable when, when I hear something I like. So sitting in the front row, as soon as Sachan mentioned her inspiration was Exile. Like that was one of her artist inspirations. And also Kaede mentioned hers was Morning Musume. As soon as I heard, you know, Morning Musume, Momosu, I got very excited. Here's me like my eyes light up you know, and listening to them talk. And the girls like looked at me and saw I got so excited. And then I realized I was also getting recorded. (laughs) 
because they did they were recording the whole thing but i was like very excited to hear them talk and hear their inspirations and when they went down the line like uh, ruiz was hers was all all the girls in the group she's with now because she is part of a newly formed group called ice cream that debuted last year and she's, you know, so she, all her inspiration was all happiness, you know. So hearing that was, you know, like a really, a really sweet thing. And then Rui's was Ayumi Hamazaki. And everyone here knows I freaking love Ayu. So I was all giddy like a little schoolgirl. And just hearing all that. And then Miyu's was also Exile. And it was neat just like, you know, hearing all their inspirations and also knowing the type of group they're in and we're in like with happiness you know sg5 with the dancing and you can see that inspiration of exile really did come out and i just absolutely loved them and i just cannot say enough and they were so sweet because i got to meet and talk to them and i was way too nervous to even try to use my japanese when i did i just was like <laughs> i couldn't even speak because i was so nervous and i wanted to cry <laughs> so i was just like that too excitement i'm just like i can't i can't speak right now i'm too excited i'm too nervous i can't do this <laughs> but they were really sweet and i'm glad i had that opportunity to meet them and see them i will say that look forward to them doing more lives I, I i don't know if i can say when or where but if you do get a chance to see them conventions or just watch out for they their debut in japan i highly recommend it they are absolutely amazing and this is one group i cannot wait till they do an official debut in japan because i will be buying their single day one and i will be having that song in apple music day one so I am very, very excited. Um, and in regards to Demon Dice, Demon Dice was supposed to do a panel. So they did have a couple drawings for Demon Dice, but unfortunately she had to leave early. So they, the panel that was supposed to happen Sunday did not happen. Um, but they did do a giant raffle for her. And my gosh, you want to talk about drawing a crowd around? It was Fake Star. That's the, the, the label they had, the booth they set up for Teddy Lloyd Demon Dice as sg5 as they had that down there and let's just say the crowd around that was um yeah i didn't try to go anywhere near that crowd for the raffle i was like i'm not gonna win and that is insane and i feel bad for anyone who waited in line did not get autographs because it was like a mob of people it was scary but i'm glad to see demon dice get the crowd she did and all the people excited to see her and I mean, it was a great experience. Like I, I enjoy going to ASEN and I'm just glad I was able to go this year and meet this brand new group debuting and speak to them and also realize they're in happiness and ice cream and try not to cry because I was so happy. <laughs> so that, that was, you know, my convention experience and I met some cool people there made some new friends saw some great cosplays i i do enjoy going to conventions i will say i'm definitely not up to date on my anime because i didn't know half the new stuff they had in a dealer's room but besides jujutsu kaisen and, and yaiba and even then i you know yeah i'm very out of date in my anime 
I, I feel say, very how, old. How was how was your anime stuff there? Because <laughs> when I when I went to a Kawaii-Con, I, di- I didn't know anything. So that was one thing that I was kind of just like, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. So they had a really cool panel, and it was um, it was they played the theme. It was like this guess this anime tune. They made it like a like a game. And if you knew it, you could, you, they had buzzers, you could guess on that. So they had people up front and you could either name the anime it was from. And that was like one point. Or you could name the artist and the song. Or if you named all three, you got like an extra point. Here's the funny thing. I knew the artist and the songs. I didn't know the anime it was from because this, a lot of the stuff was newer. Yeah. And that's what killed me is like, now the older stuff, I mean, yeah, I knew you Hakusho Smile Bomb. You know, I knew anything beyond a certain point. But the newer anime, I was like, I was thinking, Grey would know this. Grey watches a lot of newer anime. You know, I'm like, he would do really good at this. I'm sitting there naming the artist and the song. I don't know what anime it's from. They're like, do you know what anime it's from? No, I don't. I just know it because it was on Oricon. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. That was me. Like, and also because if it's an artist I listen to, like Asian Kung Fu Generation, and one one of the ones was Vicky Blanca, you know, and there, you know, there were ones like I knew them because I like the artist and their music. But you're talking about what anime is this from? Ah, that's the thing that kind of got me. Um, and I will say they had a lot of J-pop, K-pop battles. They had a really cool dance paddle that I might do it next year. Uh, because it was supposed to be J-pop versus K-pop, and they had, you know, people pick whatever songs they like and just got up and did, like, a dance, a choreography dance. No one did any J-pop. It was all K-pop, and I was so upset. Of course. I was really upset, so I was like, next year, I actually want to do Exiles, Yes We Are, and learn that dance. Exile. And I'm going to see if I can get a group of people to do that with me. Or, I mean, Jason Deme, Soul Brothers. There, I was going to say, there we go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, no, next year I want to do Jason Deme, Soul Brothers, Yes We Are, and do that dance because I just felt there were so many unrepresented J-pop artists that could have been up there or even do a Kodokumi song because she mm. has some great dances, you know? So I also felt old because I knew none of the K-pop when they had things older before 2016. And I only there I barely recognize anything in the shows when my K-pop ended. I recognize the star, Girls Generation, and Boa. That's it. They they didn't even play any Big Bang. I was devastated. So I realized how old I am because like in the dealer's room when I was looking for anime, a lot of the stuff I was looking for was older. You know, like Fullmetal Alchemist, Gundam Seed. Chrono Crusade, you know, Queen's Blade, Ikitosin, you know, all the stuff that I love watching. Um, yeah, mainly what you found at Boos was Yaiba, Yaiba, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, what else? Probably Things Genshin. I don't know. Genshin oh yeah, tons of Genshin. Food. Yes. Tons of Genshin. I will say I saw some Yu show figures. I bought a Hiei figure. Found some Gundam Seed art books. Uh, actually bought some Fate art books. But I didn't buy as much as I usually do because I couldn't find the figures I wanted. I, I'm very specific when I want something. So, but it's still a great experience. I mean, if you get a chance to go, I I highly recommend it. 
And it doesn't have to be just Anime Central. If you have a local anime convention area, go have fun, meet up with friends. There were some amazing cosplays. Like, oh my god, it was amazing. I just, the detail people put into it, I need to get my photos up. But, and everyone was so nice, and people were pretty respectful, and I liked that. Also, their game room was freaking wicked. So, I wish if I would have discovered it sooner. But yeah, I, I amazing convention. If anyone ever does go to Anime Central on here or plans to go next year, let me know because I would love to meet up with you and maybe do some events. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll go next year as well. But who knows? <laughs> That'd be fun. I could pick you up at the airport because I drive up every year and they get the Japanese market Mitsua. Oh, mm. it makes me so happy. I get my curry. It'd be a much easier flight to fly from. Uh... Hawaii to Chicago than uh, than St. Louis, so. Yep, that's true. And, I mean, St. Louis is only, like, five hours on a bad drive, so if we ever wanted to stop and see a game. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. And it's an uh, interesting week for the most part. Uh, it was. I'm glad to see some new stuff. All the new songs here are new songs for everyone, so it's not just only me, it's for you as well. So, but let's continue on to number 10. It is Beetlejuice by UD. Not much we can say, honestly. This week it sold a lovely 20,385 points here. And going uh, up to number 9, it's Ishizu and Sakana Yume by King New. Jujutsu Kaisen there, so. Was this one of the songs that showed up? Um, it was not. I'm surprised. I would have known surprised because because zero zero was hella popular. So yeah, it it did not show up in that panel. But I also got in a panel maybe like a half an hour late. Uh, I mean, it was a good mixture of stuff, but there was no Jujutsu Kaisen because I would have known what anime it's from since I did watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm mm mm. Regardless, this week it's at a lovely 21,565 points here. And going on up to number 8, once again it is Cinderella Boy by Saucy Dogs. Not much more we can say about this one. This week it's at a lovely 22,463 points. Now this is a new addition or a retitlement of a song for you, Luna. For number 7, it is Butter by BTS. Now if you see on the Oricon here, it says Prepare to Dance. And that's because this is the physical release single that it is attached to for butter because up until then butter was only digital only but with the release of permission to dance butter is now available physically as well so yep i've seen the physical copies actually at local stores mm. This week it's a lovely 23,913 points here. And going on up to our first new track of the week, it is called Habit by Seikai no Awadi. Now, I believe this is the one of the songs for the new XX Holic movie that is going out in Japan right now. But how do we feel about this release? I still don't know how to feel. I really don't. I'm... Habit by Sakai no Wadi is I, I honestly this is one of those tracks I've listened to more than once trying to figure out what I want to say and I still can't get those words I 
I don't know. Like, I, I like the vocals. I think the vocals are very solid. I don't know if it's the composition that's throwing off my wording because I don't have an opinion on it. Like, if I like it or I don't like it because I can't figure it out. My brain's still trying to wrap my head around habit. So maybe that was their intention, you know, since it's tied to the Hollick movie. They're the Hollick live action, I mean. You know, the thing is with this release, I'm not used to uh, Nakajin's vocals. Or uh, not Nakajin. I'm not used to... No, Nakajin. I'm not used to Nakajin's vocals by himself, I think. I'm usually used to hearing Saori bounce off of him. And because Saori is busy being a mom, I think, she hasn't had much time to kind of commit to the band, so to speak. Yes, and I, I think that's that's very true as well. So, And it could be that the... And it is the vocals kind of threw me off too, because being honest, when I saw Sekai no Wadi, I got excited thinking I was going to hear Saori and... Yeah, uh, it wasn't. So maybe that, like you said, you know, we're not used to the vocals. You know, and I, I honestly think that's what it is. And, you know, no no fault to Nakajin. Because I, 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 I know that he's an amazing singer. And, you know, like Dragon Knight, Dragon Knight's the song that everyone freaking knows him for. And that's a song that is just him by himself, yeah? So, but, I don't... I don't know. It's it's something feels off just internally with this song. The vocals are fine. I think it's just that the composition doesn't match. But however, the high speed of his vocals, I don't think would match with anything else, with, unless the the composition was somewhat keeping up with it. Yeah. No. I I agree. And I I like you know like you said with Nakajin. I mean you know I think he's doing his best and. I don't know, just, yeah, the composition, I think, was really what threw me off. I was okay with Nakajin's vocals, but at the same time, something seemed off. I my opinion's still waning. Habit so they lovely 25,411 points here. And going on up to number five, it is WXY by Tani Yuki. Not much more we can say about this song. This week, it's sold a lovely 28,889 points here. Going on up to number four, it is Mixed Nuts by Official Higidandism. Once again, not much more we can say about this release. I believe this is used for... Did Mixed Nuts show up? Because it's used for the, 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 the hit song or the hit anime for this season, I believe. It did not. I don't think they had ones that new, but they had... I mean, it was a variety. They had some really old stuff, like the theme song to Ginga Denetsu Weed. But then they had newer stuff that came out just last year. Mm. But this one did not show up. I think it was a little too new. I see. <laughs> but regardless, Mixed Nuts sold a lovely 38,753 points here. Going on up to number three, it is Bye Goodbye by B First. Now, I know how we feel about B First. <laughs> well, uh, me personally, I know how I feel about B First. You know, this is Sky High's boy group amalgamation and his first like dance vocal unit group and what did you feel about their second release or second going out here um so i actually liked it 
Um, I liked Bye Goodbye. I enjoyed that B first took a more vocal heavy side of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like up until now, we've heard mainly like more of the pop and lock type of thing. We didn't get to he- get a good chance to hear their vocals. But with By Goodbye, we you do hear their vocals and they have amazing vocals. And this is what I was hoping for is a track like this because we really get to listen to them on a different scale than we have. And it actually got like drew me into this group more. I'm like, I like them and i would like to hear more tracks like by goodbye which the track betrayal is also very well like by goodbye which is on the single uh but i you know it kind of made my opinion change a little bit because i know i was kind of meh on them at first but this made me go oh they have really good vocals and i want to hear more stuff like like this by them i can get down with this i can definitely like I enjoy tracks like Bye Goodbye. Yeah, the one thing that, that I was just like really kind of iffed about is, you know, Bye Goodbye is a great song. Vocal-wise, composition-wise, everything was on shape. It was really good. Everything was working. However, it was fairly similar to Betrayal Game, which is the second track on the single, that so much so that I kind of didn't know that it was a different song (laughs) i thought they just took a tonally just a different beat and i was like oh it sounds like the exact same song yep no it really really does i know you fell into that trap as well um Mm -hmm. it it wasn't it wasn't until brave generation where the song kind of shiftly changed in its tone so Overall, this is a great second outing, I think. I think they really need to rely on this for their third. I honestly you know, you could be a, a this because this is a dance vocal unit group. I don't know what we're going to be getting because of the fact that this the style is going to be so different, but the fact that, you know, we got this style of song fairly soon into their life's lifetime made me know that they can do it and i'll be expecting them to at least show this off every so often not all the time i'm not gonna be that mean about it but at least show up about it every so often so that i know that for the most part this group can survive on its own with just not being the flash in the pan kind of thing so Regardless, you know, the top three of these this past week, so redonkulous. <laughs> so redonkulous. And you can tell that by looking at these numbers here. By Goodbye, by itself, sold close to 200,000 at 999 and 93 points here. So, that's, that's fantastic, honestly. But... Going on up to number two, it is M87 by Yonezu Kenshi. Now, this song was released digitally a week prior, so I already knew how to feel about this song, and now this is the physical release of this song. Since you weren't on here last week, Luna, why don't you talk about 
what your experience with this song is because I was very questionable on how others might react to this song because I thought if you listen to my reaction last week I thought it was fine I knew that this was going to be a very divisive song so I just wanted to know where'd you stand in the middle of this so I actually enjoyed M87 although I also knew it was related to Ultraman going in looking at the cover so I kind of thought it could go two ways before even listening to it one it was just gonna be some you know you're Kenshi doing something you know doing his thing or Kenshi pretty much trying to make it trying to make it Ultraman like trying to go with the style Ultraman is to give it that feeling and which is what he did this is the reason I love when Kenshi does a collaboration with something he goes all in and tries to fit it to that appeal and M87 actually has a kind of like a, how do you describe it? Like a spacey feel, you know? And I feel like it it's very related to Ultraman. I mean, just listening to the song, it has a theatrical feel to it. It has this outer space type of just how he does his composition it really feels like if you were this song should be something to a sci-fi movie and that's what i liked about it i think he did very well with it and i can kind of see people's gripes that it's too it's very related ultraman you know you can tell it's an ultraman song well yeah it's supposed to be but you can also tell it's a kenshi song because he puts his own unique spin on it i mean you can hear what he does best because if this was any other artist i feel like it would maybe be too it'd be too a little upbeat maybe but with kenshi he has this nice flow to it and i think he's just very good at matching to whatever he's creating or working with and i mean it is a very unique song i can easily see where it's going to be hit or miss for people i liked it I also like Kenshi. I like his cre- how creative he is with his songs, with his compositions. And I also like how he utilizes his vocals in M87 as well. But, I mean, the single as a whole is actually really good. I also enjoyed Pop Song off of it. And I just love that whenever Kenshi creates something, each song is unique from the last. And you can tell the difference. You still know it's Kenshi, but at the same time, you can tell each song apart. Yeah, that's for darn sure. Because of the fact that this is the full release of it, Pop Song was also a part of it because it wasn't originally released with Pop Song digitally. And, you know, that's a nice yin and yang song there because Pop Song really, you know, brought out the poppiness of his his, his style more so compared to M87 there, right? Yeah, no, I agree. But regardless, you know, this sold gangbusters as well physically because it sold close to 300,000 at 287,311 points here. So, you know, Kenshi still has that sway in the industry so that he could do whatever he wants. So, that, and that's reassuring that, about that. Regardless... Continuing on up to number one, it is Motokare Desu by AKB48. 
Now, me saying that makes me really worry about <laughs> what the what in the world we're getting ourselves into. Because AKB, you could get one of two major things. <laughs> you can get semi-decent stuff, or you can get straight-up generic idol stuff. And what did you think that we got from AKB this time around, Luna? So, it's kind of hard to say. I will say I did like uh, Motake Karedes. I actually uh motokane desu i i mean is it generic mm, a little bit but it stood out more than their other tracks and i actually thought the harmonies were good the composition was good i will say the special edition is really where it's at because there is a specific b-side song that sticks out and made me just love the single as a whole for that reason and that was Koasana uh, Kya Ikenai Mono because of the solid vocals on there, the composition. It was just absolutely freaking marvelous. And it blew Motokare Des out of the water. However, go on. I was just going to say, mostly because of the fact that it's only one person singing this song. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and it, I like and that they it, showcased it's, it. It's, it's Okada Nana. And, you know, They've been positioning her as the pillar now, more so than anything else, because they ran out of people to 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 uh, pin pin up as a a pillar as the star for AKB. Now, you know, she's been kind of through it through the ringer at this point. So the fact that she has her own song that's not only just as good but absolutely fantastic and showcases her skill is something that everyone needs to see. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. And I mean, she, uh, Okada Nana just blew that out of the water. And I, I just, I will say, but, you know, going on to Motokare Des, I actually thought it was a pretty dang solid track. Um, I mean... It still kind of is a little generic to me. However, it stuck, it stood out more than a lot of the other tracks they've done lately. And yeah. I did enjoy it. What's funny is she wasn't even the, the Senbatsu. There, she wasn't even the center for Motokare Des. She was just a backup. But the fact that, you know, hey, she has her own song by herself. It's just fantastic. Yes. No, I 100% agree with that. And while, you know, for AKB numbers, it did okay. It's not the best, but it's not the worst as well. But it's still a fall from grace for usual numbers we're seeing. It sold very, very well. It sold over 330,000 copies here. You know, in a week where you have a grand total of people just shilling close to 700,000 copies of singles. That's a lot of money going back into the business here. So. Yep. And that's just the top three alone. So. But with that, let's kind of go into the albums here real fast. We got Hope Slash Wish and number 10 by Hit I Die. We 
just talked about that just a little bit. The Let Album Complete Box Remaster Edition by Lay Arkansas. So I believe that is a doozy of a of a set. Let me kind of look at the pricing here. Oh, four hundred dollars. But I guess it's a remaster of every single song they released. So I guess if you're a super fan for Lark, there's that. <laughs> Uh, we got Assort by Novel Bright at number 7. Uh, I'm happy that this is on here. Ros Rosen Horizon by Rosalia at number 6. I'm very, very happy for them. You got Lovely Fearless by Les, Les Sofrem. Le I believe that's how you say it. Les Sofrem. Les Sofrem? I'm not too sure. It's a, it's a debuting K-pop group. It's very interesting that le, 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 le suffering. <laughs> it's very interesting. So this is this is remnants of produce forty eight. That's interesting. So, you know, this is, <laughs> this is Sakura Miyawaki, and then, you know, when she left HKT, she decided, she, she was one of the members that was in Is, is One, and then she left, and then left, she didn't renew Is One's contract, left AK, uh, HKT48, and now re-debuted alongside with another is one member Kim Chiwa to make li li less less for him <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm like butchering this name <laughs> I mean they made it to number three you know and as a debut that's pretty good for a debut album so this is specifically the reason why they probably made it in Japan was because of the fact that Sakura was a part of it. She renamed herself Sakura, just just Sakura. She she just she even dropped uh, uh, Miyawaki, so she's just gonna be known as Sakura from now on. And that's that's fine. Oh, Eugene also from Produce Forty Eight is also a part of this group. So I wonder what happens to Is One. Does that mean Is One is finished? Yeah, Is One is finished. No, Is One is finished. <laughs> Wow. Wow. They officially disbanded in April. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. And they did really good in the charts. I know in Korea they did very good. So. So this is just the remnants of Is One. Oh, man. This is very interesting. So because of the fact that, you know, hey, I'm not going to be looking at the Korean side of the news here. So they probably got a lot more news worthy stuff from Korea. <laughs> this is very interesting to kind of see because even so uh, uh, Kim chi took over as leader for this group. And then Sakura, Sakura renamed herself. Her name's fully in Korean too. So it's, it's so interesting. So, even in Korea, the debut was number two. So. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. You know, 
I might want to listen to it. If they make a Japanese version, I might want to listen to it. I might not like it, because it's just is one 2.0, so... But who knows? Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they sound and if they change it up from is one. So I'm really hoping they do a Japanese version of this so we can check it out. Yeah, no, that's for darn sure. That's for darn sure. But yeah, at number one is Minnesota 2, The Thursday's Child by Tomorrow X Together. I don't even know what words I just said together. <laughs> that, I just assume it's a new mini album, so. I'm assuming that as well. Very interesting name for it, though. Yeah. But yeah, you can follow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us at Ongakudi. You can follow us on all social media websites at Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakudi.com. We should be, by the time you listen to this, the our lovely interview from Vicky Blanca should be up. So go take a look at that. It was such a delight to have a interview with him. And I can't wait to go see him in person now. Hopefully. <laughs> but you can follow our affiliates Kuryu Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer in and of himself. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, at RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y on Twitter or on Twitch and you can also check out Fangirl Has No Name who is a variety streamer in it of herself and I can't wait to do the audible version of her book you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname f-a-n-g-i-r-l-h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also check out the podcast that me, Kyo, and Timber do together called Podosaurus this week it was just me and and Lou, as we talk about all the wonderful things such as Star Ocean, Kyo's Gotcha Machine, and the new updated PlayStation Plus Premium tiers. But you can check that out by searching Crowdy Hunter, same as his Twitch channel on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKN1, where I talk about Bang Dream, I know about Roboco Robo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on all the lovely social medias, such as Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, and Letterboxd as LunaMaria87. You can also find me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna, where I all talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and my crazy cats. You can also follow Gray at OngakuGray as well. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungaku Diu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And see you next time. Jamatane!